0: Welcome to the Be The Lead Podcast. I'm Brent Yates. Here we go. Hey, man. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, this is it. Uh, For our audience, it's Stephen Cade. Uh, We're here in my home in Nashville. Uh, Stephen and I met uh, July 4th weekend and uh, (laughs) obviously hit it off, and we're going to learn a lot about him and what he does. Uh, Number one award-winning singer, songwriter, i uh, been at it a few days, and uh, <laughs> as we all have, uh, to get to this place, I've got a fly that really <laughs> likes my hat. It's attracted to uh, wings, apparently, uh, and I am an equal opportunist. I'll get my Martin's head out here uh, uh, momentarily. But again, uh, Stephen Cade, um, when, he, when he came to my house over July 4th weekend, uh, you'll get to hear a little bit about his story, his songs, uh, what inspires him. And uh, what inspired me to have him in the captain's chair yeah. here today? And so you see, I've got my uh, little Porsche <laughs> cup here today. Uh, that's one of my inspirations okay. in life is, is is racing cars. And now I'm building cars. Uh, I, I would consider myself a fair amateur racer. Uh, I've got the time uh, and 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 certainly the energy and a little bit of the know-how over the last seven or eight years on really what a race car can do. So. Uh, three weeks ago, uh, I had a race car up in uh, at Mid Ohio Racetrack, and it's one of my old favorites. And I'm kind of disguising what I'm doing here because uh, I know competitors are going to be going, "All right, what's he got going on?" <laughs> and uh, and those are my buddies, by the way. <laughs> but I'm I'm taking uh, a Porsche brand, and it's a it's a mid mount motor uh, car, which means to me it should be Porsche's fastest car, and it's not. But it's the most comfortable car, the best handling car that I've ever been in. Uh, We're probably going to get rid of this fly. I'm going to probably smack my face (laughs) here in a minute. But the most comfortable, best handling car on the track, and I've had a few of them on the track. uh, But Porsche decided that the 911 should be the Mm. fastest car in in Mm. their lineup. And uh, I'm going to take a four liter and turn it into four and a half. I'm not. My friends at NFI are going to handle that. (laughs) Uh, We're going to turn it into four and a half liters, uh, do a little clutch work. A uh, uh, little intake work, and I'm gonna have a a beast on the track, and I'm really excited about that. The car's on its way to New York right now to have a little work done, geez. and uh, I'm <laughs> I'm really jacked up about that. That's so, exciting. Uh, so I know that uh, NFI is gonna love my new set here. Uh, they also helped me with the wall, mm-hmm. and uh, we we've got a little <laughs> racing gear here to to get at this. But uh, um, I think um, the house um, just really got it finished over the July 4th weekend, um, inspired uh, by music. Yeah. Uh, We're here in Nashville, uh, inspired by uh, architect, architectural. Uh, My wife introduced me to Italy uh, on our honeymoon, and uh, I'll try to say the word as best I can, but inspirado, uh, just inspired by, you know, it all crashed right here in my house with the music and and Nashville, and, and that whole scene, and then you've got the uh, the art and the culture of Italy, and uh, just really excited what came out of it right here at the house. So, yeah. uh, glad to have you here. Yeah, um, excited and, and, to be here. And, and yeah, so I, so dropping back into when we met, um, how we met. Uh, I was full bore uh, getting this house ready for July Fourth weekend uh COVID kind of stopped my party uh last uh December I had a bunch of friends we were going to go to an island uh for my birthday and I said you know what I'm building this house in Nashville and uh I'll have it done by July 4th and we're going to have a little get together so people came from friends came uh I don't want to say people friends came from uh, across the country and uh converged on nashville over that weekend and it was really special that they'd make the effort for me and yeah. not knowing what we'd roll into and i apologized to him at one point for like like it was months of preparation and then and then a few days of okay we're having a big cookout here it's going to be three-day cookout <laughs> with 30 40 friends and um, just trying to be as good as i can be and, and be the right host was just a lot of pressure on my wife and I, and uh, so anyway, I apologized at one point, but how we uh, got in, in contact with several artists here, and it was always on the forefront for me uh, to get connected, uh, obviously, in Nashville. As you all know, uh, part of our platform is kind of taking people that inspire me and seeing if we can help them along on this journey and, and inspire others on a higher level, and so uh, when I met Stephen uh, and his family, uh, I felt that, and uh, he's my very, uh, second artist, Nick, my, uh, my man who does my <laughs> camera work, uh, was my first artist. But I think, I think on a, a, um, on a level of, uh, really just down the road, the well house, the coffee house, uh, I said to Christine, I said, you know, we, we've got to find some artists for that weekend. We've, we've <laughs> built this platform for them out here and we haven't got to that piece. We went down, we met uh, kind of a manager and I, and we just said, you know, Hey, uh, we want I want to hire you to help me out to find, uh, some talent here in Nashville. And right. We can all call the big names. We can call the managers and, you know, I've, I've done that. Um, but that's not what we're really after. Um, Hmm. we're after, uh, somebody that really, you know, gets connected with us and we connect with on a different level and think that they have something that the world needs to hear. And, uh, Steven, obviously you're, you're, you're the first and second guy to, to do that for me. So, We got the artist's uh, names and numbers. She organized uh, you to come for the fourth. And I I think um, now we get into you and uh, that Uh you're here. And uh, we'd like to know a little bit about your background, how you not got here to my house, but (laughs) how you got to Nashville, what inspired you to get there. Uh, I know you came through Houston, through California. I don't know how long you've been here, uh, but just tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. It's, yeah. it's it's a pleasure to be here and uh, very inspired by everything you're doing as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I started, I mean, I grew up in Houston, Texas um, and, uh, you know, just loved the South. Um, I, I lived like two miles away from Mickey Gillies, which was a place that a lot of artists would come in and, and perform. So I got, I got the taste of the South and, and country music quite a bit at a young age. And um, e- even though I was inspired a lot by M- Michael Jackson and Alton John and Rod Stewart and Bruce Springsteen and, you know, so many different artists. Um, I always just came back to country, you know, and I just I just always have. So I feel like, um, you know, I, my grandmother is, uh, she's, she's no longer with us. She just passed last summer at this time. She was 93. Uh, she is, uh, what we call a war bride, a German war bride. So she, uh, was in Germany. And when my grandfather met her, he was in the infantry called big red one, which is the 71st infantry division for world war two. And, uh, so she, she, uh, she met him. He was, he came to her house as a soldier to get soap, just like soldiers, you know, would do. They'd knock on the houses and, and uh, barter, you know, at that time, and he fell in love. Of course, love at first sight uh, brought her back, and she had to matriculate through Ellis Island, just like um, a lot of immigrants did at the time. And uh, so, I've, I have a real um, just passion for for veterans, uh, for people who, you know, abide by the laws of the nation of the great country that we live in. And I mix that with music. Um, I've been able to travel all around Canada. All around United States, um, performing over six thousand shows. I've opened up for large artists, um, and I feel like God has me on a mission with music, honestly. And so, with that, I've I've traveled to Southern California. I lived in Southern California. You know, i I've seen um, the uh, just I've seen the sunset in the ocean. And I've I've snowboarded, surfed, and skateboarded all in one day,
0: awesome. <laughs> which is that's cool. Amazing. Had surf PE. Um, I think that's one of the only places in America you can do you that, know, right? It's the only maybe yeah. in the world, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah. Uh,
1: and and music for me began really in in Southern California, uh, in a band, and uh, and I was. Uh, talking to to nick earlier and telling him about the adventure i had with my first manager floyd rose who invented the locking neck tremolo system for the guitar that eddie van halen and every basically guitar god in the 80s used and so i learned a lot from floyd uh for the four years he managed me and my band that was like my first adventure uh and from then i just i just kept i never gave up playing music i always wrote i always performed and and as i've you know, gotten older, and I have kids and a wife now. Music is so much more than just writing music and performing it. It's it's a it's a message, and I understand that music is extremely powerful now, mm. and uh, it's it's infused with essentially everything that happens in the world. And I don't think we even quite quite get the the sounds that I mean, really, God gave us all the sounds of the birds and the ocean and mm. the wind and all these things that create the molecules that feed us and then we turned it into music really essentially and uh, you know I got to study Bach and his 365 chorales and how he created you know music theory and uh, and so carrying that forward you know you just learn about the history of music and where does that all fit into you as an artist you know all the way from blues uh, you know to Buddy Guy to B.B. King to uh, you know even to uh, you know Hendrix and Zeppelin and all the things that happened at that era and fast forward to now you know All the great songwriters, James Taylor, you know, Cat Stevens. I mean, you can go on and on. I mean, all these these people who kind of paved the way for artists like myself to uh, glean from, you That's know. That's so cool.
0: So. That's so cool. So... We've never talked about the awards I assume you I know you have some, mm-hmm. uh, but we've never spoken about them but on what did intrigue me as much as your awards on your website is maybe some backstories to a couple artists one was Shania Twain, yeah. another one was uh, M- 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 uh McGavin, as I Gavin that, McGraw. McGraw. Yeah, uh, I met him and Gwen and it was quite an interesting story. <laughs> I didn't know he was there, but I did know she was there. And uh, it was it was interesting just a few years back in New York. But back <laughs> to uh, your story on, uh, you know, maybe some awards and maybe a couple of cool stories around them.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, I've been considered for seven Grammy nominations. Um, I've won multiple awards in San Diego, um, country music awards. Right now, I'm up for a Josie music, two Josie music awards. Um, I've won the Durango songwriting Contest. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, I've been blessed to... We know when you enter something, you don't know if you're going to place or even get noticed, quite honestly. And so I've won awards, which is pretty amazing now. It doesn't happen every day, right. <laughs> obviously not every year. But uh, for the times that it does happen, I'm, I'm very thankful and very humbled by it because to be honored and to be recognized quite honestly amongst millions millions i mean i'm not even i mean just if you think about all the artists that are vying for that position it's it's crazy you know and they're all hungry and they all they believe that they can they can reach the top yeah
0: it's interesting uh, as athletes you know there's there's kind of a time period where you know you can perform at a very very high level as a as a, as a music artist like no one falls out of the game if they just have an inkling of I'm going to make it, or I'm going to get there. But bigger than that, it's not a, that they're going to make it. It's how they speak. It's, how they, it's, how, it's where their value is, and they get to create. And uh, for those of us that really don't have that ability, I feel that. And, and that's the beautiful part about music is you don't expire until you want to go away.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I mean, I have to say this. Look at Michael Jordan. He played basketball till he was in his early 40s. And mm-hmm. by the way, he could kick some tush yeah. at that age. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I imagine if Michael Jordan wanted to suit up right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> really? 100%. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. now yeah.
1: he is Michael Jordan, which yeah. is the greatest basketball player of all yeah. time. And that's no arguments. There's no arguments in my mind about yeah. that. But, you know, you even think of Roger Federer. Yeah. Still I mean, he's, yeah. he's hitting with guys that are... 20 years old
0: and so what wears out on a musician like does do you notice your throat you feel like you're getting stronger can you improve that as you go along how does that work
1: i look at people like willie nelson i mean he's in his 80s and he's still singing and playing guitar so i think when it's your time to step off of your stage then it's your time to step off of your stage i mean a judge let's look at a judge who's in his 75 years and 80s and he's heard thousands of cases right. I mean don't you think your mind would just be like fatigued after yeah. you know guilty not guilty or this award or that award and I think it's just a matter of when it's time to get off of your platform then you make the decision and you move on you pivot and you go to another yeah. thing for me I hope to see myself performing until I'm you know my 80s and 90s there you go you know uh maybe who knows i'll hit 100 yeah. doing it you know i don't yeah. know but
0: but uh well I, many in here know that uh, jack Lelane is my mentor so i'm i'm trying to stay fit and <laughs> trying to look at what he does so no different like we have to put that guy out there that inspires us and and they've been there for a long long time so we there's got to be that person in your life i love life jack Lelane. i love yeah. that story stories oh amazing. my goodness amazing. what a, that's a guy you can learn a lot from yeah, in yeah. Terms he had a lot going on early like before we knew what juicing was before we knew what never eat out of a package <laughs> rent right. is like really how did he get that yeah. 60 70 years ago when we're right. still struggling with it today look at us yeah so so give me a, a you know an artist that you think that there might be that would connect with us that most people know and there were several on your list that you had a fun story with, or you where you opened with them at, and what you, what you may be a gleam from them, more, yeah. than, more than a story about what happened.
1: Sure. I mean, there's so many that I've honestly, thankfully, I've been able to open for and play with. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody who really imparted something into me that, okay, I can think of somebody. Uh, Eric Church. Yeah. Okay, so...
0: Been to his concert, by the way. Amazing. Yeah.
1: And Eric may not even remember this because, come on, I mean, you know, he's he's everywhere and everywhere. It's just, but I remember when it we were in the uh, San Diego Sports Arena. What they call they called it the San Diego Sports Arena, by the way. They call it the Valley View Casino Center now. And um, we, I was signed by a record label called Pacific Records, and they're like, they gave me a call, and they're like, "Hey, Eric Church is coming to town. He's going to need an an opener." for his VIP and um, would you like to to be that artist? And I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, come on, I mean, absolutely. So, um, and Ernie Hahn is the owner of the Valley View Casino Center. He owns the whole building. And so Ernie had come down into the room and he's uh, also a surfer. He's, he's really active in Southern California. He's a great guy and uh, he, uh, he came in and he's like, "Hey, do you want to meet Eric?" I'm like, "Yes." And my wife is standing next to me, and my wife's like, "Yes, I'd love to meet you." Know of course. So he was going to have a meet and greet for just a very small amount of time, and so we actually got to go and meet him even before the meet and greet happened. And he didn't have to do that, yeah. which was very kind of him. He took his time. Uh, he, you know, said hello, shook our hands, talked with us a little bit. Just a very calm, you know individual that that seemed humble and yet he rocks to stage yeah. you know and he he's got a lot of fans i mean he's a ceo of many people yeah really essentially is what he is and he took the time to to meet and i thought that was just really cool you know but every artist has a different um you know thing going on you know it's just interesting i remember when i you know carrie underwood came to town i know the guys in her band and i got to also do her party as well to open up for her and uh she was a little harder to get a hold of (laughs) but only because she's probably you know you never know an artist could be 80 dates in yeah and they just may be tired you know just resting before they got to you know light it up but sure it's just different. Every artist has uh, got a little something different, and some of them are, they allow you to get closer. And yeah, you know,
0: so cool. Something we didn't talk about is um, well, two things. No one probably knows this, but I got a hey from Carrie Underwood, and my <laughs> wife got a little video with Garth Brooks uh, maybe three years ago at the CMA Awards. I heard you were on the CMA board. Is so that true? I'm not on the CMA board, but I
1: am a CMA member. Okay.
0: Yes. All right. Well. I'm looking for tickets uh, oh, for for the November Pitchstone oh, okay. uh, show. Well, so we'll work on that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Cool. You can make that happen. Yeah. So, so as I told the audience, uh, we met over the 4th of July weekend. Uh, I was inspired, Here You Sit. And there was a couple songs that uh, really caught my attention. One is Cool in California. <laughs> uh, your kids and wife was there. And the other song was Pinky Swear. And when I went on your website, I found them. But talk to me about the inspiration i I think i get it but how did you get inspired where is that i I thought cool in california uh like i like everyone has to know on my uh on my uh sound list like i have like 400 country songs there's a few um different artists in there and different genres but mostly it's straight up country so what inspired you for cool in california and, and you know where do you think that's going yeah, I think it could go a long, long way. <laughs> How long has it been out? Tell us more about that song.
1: Yeah, that song was uh, written because I used to, I remember I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, so um, I would call home, I was in California, and I'd call back to Texas and be like, and they'd be like, my, my family would be like, don't you miss the South, the good cooking, the great people, and the mosquitoes, and the hot weather? And my wife overheard the conversation. She's like, honey, tell them you're cool in California. And we were just having fun, right? It was nice. like no big deal. So that was yeah. the that was the title. And- then i had that title and i was like i got to do something with that title just because it just had the c and the c and just the whole thing right so um i just said let me go to i went to nashville i wasn't living in nashville at the time so i flew out here and i met with skip black and liz uh liz hangber so liz hangber writes a lot for reba mcintyre as well as other artists Uh, so it was a blessing, honestly, for me to even be able to, to get in the room with her and with Skip. I had no idea exactly how that was all going to go, but it did. And it just, that, that song happened, you know, kiss me right here, girl, just like I'm James Dean, you know, runaway rebels lost in a dream, you know, top down, you know, live now. I'm like,
0: man that's you painted it so well like it's all the fun. things that make you feel like we're going to california next week and i that song just was like man that i know that's waiting on me but in a song you just you just really hit it
1: yeah and and so what we did was you submitted it it got considered for best country song best country solo performance um it got on a bunch of playlists now almost at 153 150,000 streams which is great you know it's not yet taken It's it's not caught fire, like, you know, and so that song really speaks to a lot of people. It just does. I feel like it has a lot of potential, a lot of promise. And um, so looking forward to keep playing it and just keep getting it out there and promoting
0: it. Yeah. Awesome. So I invited you back when my kids came in the following weekend after July 4th, and I may have mentioned that, but the song that I wanted my grandchildren to hear was Pinky Swear. Yes. Tell us about Pinkie that. Pinky Promise. Pinky Promise. Right. Yes,
1: <clears throat> Pinky Promise is really, a, for me, is a very, uh, very special song because my daughter, during the pandemic, I was trying to make money just to keep food on the table, keep rent paid, and my daughter would come up and say, Hey, Daddy, uh, Can you come outside, ride bikes, play Barbies, play hide and go seek with me? And I'm just like glued, you know, to the to the computer. And she's like, I said, I can't right now because I got to I got to work, you know, and my heart's just, you know, when your nine year old comes up to you. You know, I don't know. The only way I can describe it is a a dad to a daughter gets it. They understand it immediately. Um, And so, so I was like, I can't. She goes, well, do you pinky promise you can later? I said yes, I do. Pinky promise. She goes, well, you can't break a pinky promise. So that's when, like, my heart's like, I gotta, I gotta release this thought and this whole thing to the to the world, because it became more of like dads and parents need to slow down and take in the moment. And I think we talked a little bit yeah. about this about how, you know, we're always going to be able to make money. How much? That's that's a whole other discussion. How right. much money, but. But I've talked to so many people in the, from what I do, and gentlemen have come up to me, and you know, they've made millions, they've made hundreds of thousands, and they say, you know what, if I could do anything different right now, I would, I would turn all this money in just so I could have more time with my kids. If I could rewind time, which I can't buy the time back, but going forward, I can do great things for their life. But now they're 18, and they don't even really almost need me anymore. Yeah to a sense, right? They can go out and make their own life, which is what we want our kids to do essentially anyway, to be independent and be strong and and so I just feel like it's a good reminder for parents just to say, man, just take this moment. You know, I might not make that extra 50, 100, 50,000 whatever it is, whatever your number is, but today I'm going to go to my daughter's gymnast, you know, her her I'm going to go there and be there for her because she asks, you know, our kids at, they, they rely on us for that support when they're younger. They want us, we're their role models. You know, we're their, their heroes when they're kids. And so pinky promise is about, you know, just connecting, Yeah. you know, with that. And so I've had a lot of dads, man. They've, they've uh, messaged me and said, and I've been on, I'm on this thing called clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard of clubhouse yet. I have heard of it. And so I get on clubhouse and, and guys will be on there like man I just want to tell you that I was listening to Pinky Promise and I actually ran upstairs and I gave my daughter a big hug and I was just like weeping and sobbing and and I'm like that's that's exactly what I was hoping that the song would do it's just take a minute to pause you know
0: yeah so good well it connected with I got messages back from my kids and grandkids on how special a night that was and you know the whole weekend was special but what they really hit on was was you connecting with them and uh, just really singing for, you know, my family was, was really, really cool. Well, if you can't tell, uh, we've <laughs> got guitars, we got cellos in here. Uh, there's some fun stuff outside. <laughs> but on my website, I um, I, I did a, a video with Nick about Pat Green and how Pat Green, 12 years ago, really spoke to me with a song called Trying to Find It. And um, uh, so I think my affinity with music and 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 just the whole Nashville vibe and the southernness, southernness is 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 quite, uh, it, it's quite like apparent. But but I think um, the passion really goes back to another place. And since we're on the kids subject, uh, three or four years ago, we were trying to get connected down here because we knew there'd eventually be a move this way. And when I say get connected, we want to help kids um, in and around Nashville, really anywhere in the country. Uh, we we have a a foundation that that can help with with certain things that we're passionate about. My wife's is is more women, but kids always right. The kids are born into situations they can't help themselves, and if and if we can give them a, an inspiration or a hand up, uh, we always wanna we always want to be present there and 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 try to do that. And I think. Uh, after I heard that song, uh, we, try, you know, kind of going back is we tried to get connected uh, with a group here in, in Nashville where we could, you know, where they could be on the inside and go, you know, here's how we can help kids, whether that's with instruments, whether that's, you know, some some type of guidance when it comes from music and how it can really impact their life and their hearts. So uh, if you're open to it, I'm kind of asking you here live for the first time. Is there a way that we can get connected and get connected in this town to help kids in music? I'm a, of
1: course. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I mean, there's, a, there's no doubt. I mean, and I'd be way up for doing that. And, uh, you know, I think it's a matter of just, you know, there's, there's so many kids that are out there that need, you know, mentors. Yeah. I think that's a big deal. Um, music does create a bridge and it does create a communication but at the end of the day, somebody's got to be in the trenches with them daily. Yeah. That is, you know, leading them in the right direction. And honestly, if if you really want to go deeper, I mean, I'm I'm a man of faith. I think you'd probably know that. I and do. I think that, um, you know, there's a reason that God made his, you know, he created the word. And I feel like, you know, it, faith faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Yeah. And it's impossible to please God without faith. So, I mean, the first thing they got to do is... You gotta have faith in God, yeah, and that comes from the parents, yeah. you know, uh, or a mentor. Uh, and music is a great bridge. Yeah. It's an amazing because, like I said earlier, music is very powerful, and I would be open to doing that in awesome. a heartbeat, man.
0: Awesome. Well, you you speak of faith uh, on our Restore Us website. It's about faith, hope, and love, and 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 many times in in my life, without that faith to grab a hold of, and that knowing that that God is out there for all of us. I would have never gotten through some moments. So, uh, faith, hope, and love, man, if, if you don't have it, you need it. Uh, we represent it and, uh, we'll help you help you any way we can to find that. And uh, a lot of people aren't brought up around that, uh, but it's there for you. It's a, it's a free gift. And, uh, I'm proud to know that, uh, you (laughs) speak it uh, freely. And, uh, I think when people read my book and are on my website, uh, they get it that that's where we're at here at uh, be the lead and restore us so so it's been a pleasure uh so something special today is uh you walked in with a taylor guitar um <laughs> and and had you walked in with something other and i won't mention it but but taylor helped me uh, obviously with this wall that's they incredible. were they were very gracious uh they wanted to be represented in nashville on another level and i said well i need 22 of them <laughs> and uh they they really helped us out with that and um you're going to be the first guy to uh to to sign a guitar and take it off my wall and uh the, the guitar that wow. you sign will always be here uh the guitar that you choose if it's way up there uh, <laughs> like it may take me a couple of days to get it to you uh, but it will get to you uh if we can reach it with a step stool or a la- 8 foot ladder i would really re- no. you take anyone you want so so next we're just going to kind of cut it here but uh, Uh, I look forward to what we do in the future. Um, If I can help you in any way, uh, we're here for you. So thank you for being the second artist uh, on my show and the first artist to sign a guitar.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: Yeah, It's awesome. Next is he gets to pick out a guitar. Yeah. Really good to have you, man. Thank you. Look forward to the future. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Absolutely.
1: All right, here we go. I'm going to put this one here. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> what an honor. Man, that is so cool.
0: Which one are you picking up?
1: I'm gonna pick up the burst right here. It looks like a tobacco burst. I mean, that's a beautiful guitar and I've always wanted to uh, have one like that. <laughs> so, um, wow amazing thank you so much be the lead appreciate that thank you for the guitar that is so kind of you and uh i I hope to pay it forward one day myself quite honestly so wow i'm excited
0: (laughs) thanks for listening find more resources on be the lead.me